I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. See, I'm happy to start it now. But there's members of <laughs> the team who aren't ready yet. <laughs> Come on now. Only means one thing, ladies and gentlemen. Rambo! <laughs> Stop now. Is he saying Rambo or Rambo? I, I don't know. But, I don't uh, think he knows. But I'm saying welcome to the football ramble, and I'm joined by the usual lot. <laughs> Pete's here. Hello. Lukey's here. Rambo. <laughs> Come on. We right. bet we're better than that. Right. And James or Rambo, Jim. we're not. Oh no. <laughs> well, that's James or Jim. Um, who's your favourite ponytailed? Player of all time. It, since time began, your favourite one. <laughs> since since, since um, the early man discovered it was an elastic band or his sister's hair bubble, he can actually put his hair into a much more convenient way. Place. I used to have long hair, never never did that. No, me neither. Why I, didn't I do that? I had long hair on the ponytail once. Back to the question. Just once. <laughs> yeah. No, that's my favourite player, me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no one else is going to say Pete that. He's really enthusiastic. Why don't you ask him? He's really Come on, Pete, who have you got? Uh, my favourite footballer of my uh, developmental football watching days. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're still in, incidentally. <laughs> Roberto Baggio. He's oh, oh, not even a ponytail. ponytail. It looks like a. Yeah, I don't know what it tail. looks like. It's a weird little tail. Pigtails count. Yeah, that, no, Roberto Baggio. Roberto Baggio is great. Divine That's a fantastic show. The Divine Ponytail. Yeah. It's a beauty. Simple as that. Yeah. Speaks volumes, doesn't yeah. it? I'm going to go with uh, David Seaman, because yeah. obviously, as, as an Arsenal fan, he's a bit of a legend, and he you know, inspired a generation of kids to walk around with Seaman written on their backs. Yeah. So. That can cool. only be written, a bad thing. Written on their backs. <laughs> um, you can write with it. His, his, hair, <laughs> his hair did look like... Um, you know, the, the horse's tail. He broke mm. the golden rule, which was ponytail or tash. <laughs> <laughs> not both. Yeah, <laughs> not no. both. And he did, it, he did it late on in his career, didn't he? Yeah. Which is, it seemed to come out of suspect. Norway, you know what I mean? That's a young man's game, the ponytail. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He always had a good head of hair, but he... he and he took he a lot of criticism, off, really, didn't he? He, he? he took a lot yeah. of criticism. You know, he stood by that ponytail. He got it chopped off late doors, didn't he? Like, quite late on, he got it chopped mm. off. Mm. Luke, who's your horse? Um, I'll probably go for... Because I can't think of anyone else in on the spot. I'll go for Darren Peacock. Darren Peacock. <laughs> I don't know why. Taller than you think. <laughs> Darren uh, Peacock. No, I think he's tall. Yeah. So you don't right. even know how tall I think he is. So how yeah. do you know? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to go abroad right now. Because <laughs> I'm uh, sick of your <laughs> mother's... Because <laughs> well, Baggio's an Englishman, isn't he? Um, I was, I was, uh, was going to go for Tony Miola. I was going to oh, say Miola, but I wasn't hmm. sure if I got if they've got the name right. I thought I was getting confused with um, um, Roy Weggerly. <laughs> Well, if you said Roy Weggerly, you got it wrong because yeah. you never had a ponytail. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is any excuse to say the words Roy Weggerly is, is valid, though? He's accepted and encouraged. Mm. Um, Emmanuel Petit. 
Oh, oh yeah, obvious one. Good obvious one. one. Yeah, Very yeah. good one. Obvious one. Yeah. Excellent. In fact, I get the points this week for did, that. Could, <laughs> did did uh, talking of uh, from, did Corby Jones have a nice? No, he had, uh, he had, he had dreadlocks. dreadlocks. Oh, did he? If, dreadlocks, you, if you put dreadlocks in a ponytail like Henrik Larson did, does that count? Yes, oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. That's a well, I'm, hang on a minute. I'm ruling on this. Yes, it does. Jimmy. <laughs> right, he, he's not ruling, but it does count. <laughs> did like Lalas ever have a ponytail as well? He must that would have been. Why is it with American footballers and ponytails? Yeah, I mean Henrik Larson. You know, he's an American. No, he's not. Move on. Trick me. Uh, Andre Arshavin's come up trumps recently. Yes, he has. Fire he's, away. He's not bad, is he? Fire away. Oi, not bad, this Russian, is he? That, no. That's not your job. You say so and they go far away. <laughs> <laughs> Give an opinion. Uh, I th- brilliant. <laughs> wow. In depth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he's, what was it, six, he had six goals and six assists in six games or something, is that mm. right? Well, he only had four shots in the Liverpool game, didn't he? That's all you need. They yeah. all go in, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they were fantastic goals as well. I know there was a lot of sort of defensive errors in that one, but that second goal was an absolute screamer. That's a real Harry Redknapp thing to say. Oh, yeah, well, he only had four shots the whole game. Yeah, he's <laughs> rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he scored all of them though, Harry. Yeah. Um, no, he's, to be fair, I mean that was an, one of the worst fullback performances by Liverpool's fullbacks I've ever seen. Yeah. So, but I'm not taking anything away from him, obviously. Oh, it, absolutely. His yeah. second goal, especially, was an absolute dinger. Yeah. I, I thought the last Arsenal's one defence was all yeah. over the shop in that it game. Was, as well. yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, but oh yeah, he's really, really exciting prospects. I'm looking forward to sort of seeing what kind of impact he has in the Champions League next season because he's lifted Arsenal mm, massively. Mm. He's Pretty much everything positive they've done um, in the league, obviously, has, has been through him. And it's baffling as to why he didn't play against Chelsea for longer than about 15 minutes. Mm. Really he's, he's, odd he's decision. Really, he's a really, really str- can I? Sorry, I don't want to cut him, but that is, that is an absolutely outrageous decision. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I know. Nothing that, to rest him for. I know that Wenger didn't know that he was going to be in such good form. Mm. But I mean, he, he's better than Diaby. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's I think we can no say doubt that. about that in my yeah. mind. He's, and he's, and he, he had been rested for a week or so, hadn't he? Uh, I, I, before, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. pretty sure he'd been rested for a week before. He didn't have a game for a week before that. So I don't understand the rationale behind this. Yeah. Marcus, I mean, you resting Alex Song <laughs> was a strange one as well because he'd been brilliant against Villarreal. And a player like Alex Song, who you know is, is trying to establish himself in the team, he mm. needs a lot of games. They're not those hungry players that are sort of just establishing themselves are not the ones that need to be rested. They're the ones mm. that are, you know trying to take every opportunity that comes their way. I thought that was a strange decision as well. I, I think you're right. I think I just like to go back to Arsenal and say he is a very very likeable bloke. He's the type mm. of guy you think I'm glad you're playing well and playing football at such a high level. You tiny likable man. <laughs> he, he believes a miracle saved his life because he was hit by a car when he was when he was a young lad. But he went on to say in the article, I don't know if this that would piss off the emergency services, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, if I had it in my power to int- introduce a ban on women driving cars and to withdraw their licences, I would do it without thinking twice. In my this. opinion, a woman and a man are two absolutely different creatures. So, so, what, sorry, Rowing the baby out with the bathroom. <laughs> what was the miracle then? Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been slapped, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he, uh, he also he studied for uh, a fashion diploma, <laughs> and he has his own range of women's clothes. And he went on to say, I like to dress them, but he won't drive with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how he operates. How can I develop this piece of clothing to stop them using their hands? Well, he said, uh, he said I like tall, slim girls with narrow thighs and tiny bums. If a girl is uh, like this, I do not pay attention to... To her breast. Is this a private conversation is, you've had with Andre Arshavin? Why, why would these questions come up? It sounds like uh, something uh, the head of uh, FIFA talks about. Yeah. <laughs> Set plan. Set plan. I'm not sure if uh, Jimbo feels comfortable with this, and if he does, fine, but this is encroached with the Jim's Funny Stories territory, this is. <laughs> well, I saw you didn't have it in there. No. Oh, it's, it's like that. This is old. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah this I, is, I just uh, thought what we were talking about. 
it's a shame that Arshavin he can't play in the Champions League through what I think is a ridiculous rule, which is a cup-tied rule. Now, I can understand if a player... For example, he's played maybe in the quarter final, and he can't, and he signed mm. for another team, and then maybe can't play in the semi final. If there's a kind of a one round uh, later kind of rule or something, or even if he's played in the knockout stages, that rules him out there. But the transfer window takes care of that anyway, doesn't well, it? Well, yeah. surely it does. But I mean, oh, he played in the group stages. St. Petersburg uh, Zenit went out ages ago. It just is no bearing on well, what. Yeah, I no, but that's in this did. situation. It, the situation could arise that the player then meets his former club like later on. It's just so in the league. That's why you buy a player, though. Exactly. Isn't it? You know, it's, it's exactly. Yeah, you know, then becomes yeah. one club's player yeah. and ceases to become. I'm, I'm I think a... it's one of those really sort of ineffective rules that's meant to stop clubs from sort of making a monopoly. It's just a proper sort of like too little, too late kind of ruling. But I think it's a very but, old ruling, which and, was probably introduced before the when, transfer window. Well, yeah, but well, certainly before. Yeah. But I think it was introduced years ago when play, teams would maybe be on a cup run and think, "All right, we're coming up semi-final. Let's get someone in to help us get win the cup or something." You know, yeah. I, th- I think it's a very, very outdated rule and. and an extreme yeah. example of that is when Morientes signed for Liverpool at the start of the season, and uh, a few seasons ago, of course, and he played 20 minutes in a preliminary match for Real Madrid, and that ruled him out the whole tournament. Mm. <laughs> the, yeah, the that's, whole that's tournament. Ridiculous. I've got, I've, got, oh. I've got to say, I mean, I'm not... I'm not a huge fan of this sort of um, putting in sort of conditions and factors after you sell a player. If, if, if you, and we've seen it happen in the Premier League. Mm. Uh, a, a club will sign a player... And then for the next season they can't play against that team. Well, hang on a minute, no, no, no. You're so still isn't in the that player. just on the loan. Yeah, but you do things where they do loan or as a route as a, and, and as a view to a permanent deal and stuff like that. Mm. You know, I, I, even if it is a loan, I don't care. You don't, don't loan them out then. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And, mm. and, and the cup. Do, do you remember when, uh, when Newcastle forgot to do it yeah. and Lamani Lualua scored against them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, yeah. Bobby yeah. Robson went mental. He was going, "He's hurt us today. He's hurt our team." It's like, well, you've, like, you've loaned him out, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's like loaning. Can't, yeah, you can't loaning, like, miss it on purpose. That's like loaning it? property to someone and going around there and going, "You're still here, are you?" You know, <laughs> that's the way it works. Yeah. No. I, I think you're right. I think it's probably a rule. Uh, we'd, we'd have to check it out for definite, but I, I assume it's a rule that's been in place before the transfer window. And, and certainly in Arshavin's case and, and the Morientes case, as you rightly point out, it's, it's ridiculous. You know? I, am, uh, I am actually on loan to 6 or 6 next week, and I'll be, oh, yeah. I'll be slating this podcast something chronic. <laughs> so. Well, you'll be hearing from our agent then. <laughs> <laughs> Everton Chief Executive uh, Robert Elston is unhappy with the allocated tickets they've received for the FA Cup final. They've just got over 25,000, Everton do, and Chelsea have got a similar amount. Um, and they sold over 32,000 for the semi-final. And, and so that is, I mean, it's not even 50,000 tickets. It's around about sort of 40,000-odd Chelsea and, and Liverpool, uh, sorry, Chelsea and Everton have got. 90,000 is the capacity of the new Wembley Stadium. And, the, and Elson's added that the allocation, he says this is driving ticketless supporters to to the touts. Yeah. And FA are trying to get rid of the touts and so on. And he well, says they're not trying to get rid of the no. touts, so are they? They don't give a shit about that. No, well, why would they? It all points to that all they care about is making money for themselves. Mm. What, why were the FA Cup semi-finals at Wembley? Right? Yep. Why, do, yeah. why is the pitch a fucking state? Mm. Right? It's because of American football when FL games being there. No, the worse than that is when they tarmac it. it. It's just yeah. ridiculous. What do you expect? <laughs> the groundsman's even been sacked. Yeah. It's, it's not <laughs> his fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, is, why, is, why have 50,000 tickets or 40,000 tickets mm. been given to... Mm. to, to it's just re- where, do they go, where officially do they go? Do they just go to resellers? I, I don't understand where... Well, they go, they, they go to, like, the they go to partners of sponsors. Yeah. They'll go to sort of But that many, though? 50,000? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. 
I mean, it's the whole Wembley in, in general is a just fiasco and has been from start to finish. Just the whole idea to sort of give it to an Australian company makes me think that it was some sort of sabotage. It's like, <laughs> what's, it's just in, what's the country that hates us the most in yeah. the sporting sense? Let's give it to them. Mm. Just no, it's, it's abs- <laughs> and I hope, I genuinely hope the FA are embarrassed. I, I, mm. But the thing is, they don't act like they are. They carry on doing it as no, no one gives a shit. They've never they? conducted themselves in any other way. To <laughs> <laughs> suggest that they'd be emb- Oh, we've yeah. put Stu McLaren in. Oh, yeah. you. Uh, I really yeah. do think that um, the, having the semi-finals at Wembley sort of cheapens it overall as well. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you, you, you read stuff about sort of, f- you know, foreign footballers. Um, you, you hear stuff from foreign fans if you ever get to- talking to them. And it, the kind of Wembley legend is not a myth. It genuinely yeah. is this really big deal on well, a world yeah, stage. And, like, Pele sort of raves about it in his in his book. And there's, there's just along so many Nicky foreign Butt, teams probably. have got... Yeah. Along with Nicky Butt, yeah. A lot, a lot of foreign teams have Nicky got songs about Wembley. And they're just cheapening it. And I agree with you. And, and, and do you know what I'm saying? And, and you're right. But another thing to add to that is that semi finals between Manchester United and Everton wasn't exactly handy for the fans. No. Yeah, Playing exactly, it Wembley, yeah. you know. Absolutely. It's very well for Arsenal and Chelsea, but you're absolutely right. On a Sunday as well. Mm. You know, it's like, first of all, it's, 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 it's 300 odd miles from where any of them live, pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah may not have found them living, sorry. Ha, ha, ha. But joke apart from that. Uh, and also, it's on a Sunday. So they. They get back to really late. Yeah. It, all they get is, and do you know something, and and it all ties in nicely to to fans just royally getting fucked over at every opportunity. And something else I, I just want to mention about that is the Southampton thing. Oh yeah. Um, with um, if you want an absolute cast iron, brilliant example of how much fans get fucked over for football in this country, is that all the fans, season ticket holders, and and um, other other fans alike, raised one hundred thirty thousand pounds <laughs> yeah, for ridiculous. Southampton recently. Um, and every single penny of it went into the players' pockets. Yeah, it's for disgusting. So you've got you've got <laughs> university just... students, low-income earners in Southampton, um, all donating some money towards, you know, without being sort of cliche and stereotypical about it, overpaid footballers yeah. who arguably have got them in that mess anyway yeah. <laughs> on the pitch, on the pitch, obviously not off the pitch, but on the pitch. Yeah. And that just sums up nicely in microcosm fashion of how fucked up yeah. the game is in this mm. country. And we talk about Villarreal giving away free tickets to Dole, to people on the Dole and jobless people in Spain. Yeah. As if that would ever happen at any level in this country. Yeah. Mm. You're living in a dream world if you think that's going to happen. Mm. The chief exec of Celtic, Peter Lawwell, has um, come out and uh, started talking about the old firm joining the Premier League again. Or as he refers to it, the EPL. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> the EPL. That's yeah. like visible, no EPL. visible panty line. Well, everyone, <laughs> it should be the Barclays Premier League, so... Yeah, give, give Barclays their due. <laughs> well, no, he's got to call it that because otherwise it's the SPL, isn't well, it? Well, he's suddenly making up... He's suddenly trying to make up leagues now. He's saying, I think there's a strong uh, rationale at the moment for an EPL 2. The bottom <laughs> half of the EPL at the moment is very tight. Is he on crack? Uh, it would appear he's so. He's on something like crack. <laughs> he's, he's saying he's saying it's a big drop. He's saying a big drop from the Premiership to the Championship. So he says, I guess they're looking for a softer landing and potentially this could deliver... No, you guess you've made that up. <laughs> What's that suggesting? What's a two, le- two leagues of ten? Well, he's uh, basically trying to make it into the SPL. Well, he's, he's, he's walked into the Premier League chairman's meeting and just gone, I'm guessing you want another league. And they've all gone, no, we never said that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, It's not bad, these leagues. Stop, yeah. trying, <laughs> stop trying to muscle in in this league. You've not been invited. It's yeah. like knocking on the birthday party, door of a birthday party yeah. when you're a kid. Can I come in? No, you're not invited. Yeah, exactly. They don't want you there. Exactly. You'll make V-signs in the corner. We know yeah. you. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. He said, I believe the top four are looking for less games than an 18-league 
team. I love this. I, I believe. believe. I've just got a <laughs> hunch. <laughs> Maybe this could deliver that as well. well yeah. An eighteen so, team league. So then there's going to be four teams left, including Celtic and Rangers. It's not much of a fucking league, is it? Uh, well, uh, but Peter Lawwell seems to have it all wrapped up. Well, you spent a bit of time with Scotland. What do you think about it, Marcus? Oh, I think it's a load of old nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I God, believe Falkirk do want to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. believe. I believe. Maybe do want me up front. I just think Celtic and Rangers are Scottish teams. They should play in Scotland. I mean, here's really a a Portsmouth or um, a team right down south really going to make the away trip up to Glasgow. Do you Mm. know what I mean? Well, Well, you know, Newcastle's practice. You're obviously assuming Portsmouth are going to be in the Premier League. (laughs) You're talking about, all right, Fulham. Well, it's an extra hour, so. Give me an extra hour, 45 minutes to... No, it's more than that. Peter. Stop blowing his point out the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's a different country. How do you, <laughs> you, <laughs> might, you might as well put well, Leon in there. You might well, as well, well put you're Inter in well, there. Well, Cardiff are in there. The only argument well, could be Cardiff, but... But, you know, there, there, there is a Welsh league as well, isn't there? That's so true. Well, if Cardiff and Swansea and Wrexham that played in the, in the Welsh league, then it would be a bit different. But I think that um, it's, this has come from... Phil Gartsey, hasn't it? Mm. He's, he's put a forward in motion and, and obviously the old firm have jumped on the back of it seeing the power signs and thought, well, I'll have some of that. Yeah, of course, yeah. But uh, uh, Phil Gartsey, I mean, he's, if it's an 18-team league, is he... Uh, Bolton would be a bit... That could affect them, yeah. you know. They could be in the EPL too. Well, so is, he, is he suggesting <laughs> that Rangers and Celtic are going to be in the top league? So if it's an 18-team league, that's four teams you've got to get rid of from the top league. I, I think that's what he's suggesting, yeah. It doesn't warrant the papers Why? Really. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. What a ridiculous suggestion. Manchester City executive chairman. We're talking about a lot of the executive uh, chairman. Yeah, we've got very corporate today. Well, absolutely. It's about time. Uh, Gary Cook, woeful jib. The man with the woeful <laughs> jib. <laughs> he's apparently he's met with um, Barcelona president uh, Mr. Laporta in a bid to build relations between the two clubs. <laughs> he might mention Samueletto in there somewhere. Yeah, mm. that would certainly build relations. I don't, I don't imagine. The, I don't imagine Laporta had much of a say in it. Do you want to meet me? Uh, why? <laughs> just to build relations, yeah. like. So who are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's our bank balance. Well, all right. I might yeah, as well yeah, have a look. Exactly, yeah. We'll give you a lot of money for meeting us. It'll, yeah. just, it'll just take ten minutes. Just get a fight to take in. <laughs> I won't even want a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark Hughes said that the meeting. You had the Da Vinci Code. It's brilliant. I'll lend it to you. I'll lend it to you. Yeah. Mark Hughes said the meeting was not about individuals, but um, how the clubs can help each other. How can Manchester City? <laughs> yeah. And I don't need to finish that sentence. <laughs> it's um, like me visiting Santa at a grotto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're building relations with uh, Santa. I can yeah. offer him my. <laughs> Yeah, sit on his lap. Offering my arm. Very cheap voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> but we we already have a Barcelona B. They are they are here in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I don't understand. What? How much club? It says here how much. It, it's not a meeting about individuals, but how both clubs can help each That's other. That's what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. Yeah, how, what can they do? <laughs> they what are do you anything? doing here? What do you know about football? <laughs> as, well, as Gary could go over there and go, yeah, some of your players aren't earning ridiculous money as well. Perhaps we can just pay them because yeah, we've got yeah. loads of money as well. Just say it's about a player. I'm just making it yeah. up as I go along. Yeah. Gary, Gary Cook needs to just say, <laughs> I, we are trying to prize a player from your club for a load of money. Yeah. Will you talk about it? Yeah. Don't make up some sort of old, old boys rotary club yeah. with the chairman of Barcelona because <laughs> you're not. Build relations. If anything, your jib's got even more woeful. <laughs> there, he's not helping yourself out. Yeah, it's a glib jib. So I don't. Maybe like Barcelona got the letter through. Man City want to meet us. Surely, yeah. well, it'll be a bit of a laugh. Ding dong. Yeah. Oh, he's here. I'm sure everybody's aware that very recently Frank Lampard picked up his phone and phoned in a live radio show and wasn't happy with what the presenter was waffling on about. 
In case no, people don't understand what it was, I think um, the presenter was... James O'Brien, was it, off LBC, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah. He was... He was pretty much having a pop at him, wasn't he? Oh, pretty much. He, he, he was just basically... Wasn't he criticising him for um, for not fighting tooth for nail to sort of keep his family together? And didn't he say that people that do that are weak and scum? And that's when Lampard phoned up, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, I think Lampard's really sister offended. was listening to the show. Yeah, I, 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 and heard it and said, you know, obviously... Sold offended and rightly Lampard. so, though, right? Yeah, I mean, no, Frank, on, Frank Lampard had him banged to rights. So you've, not, you've not done your research, for one. You've taken it off a tabloid article, which is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Two, it's the anniversary to the day of his mother's death. Yeah, yeah. You think you'd do a little bit of research. He's got mm. production stuff, and there's no excuse, really. Yeah. Mm. No excuse. I, I really... Uh, and, 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 and Lampard phoned in the show and basically said, you have no idea what's going on. You don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, shut up, you... Uh, but he never swore did Lampard. He was yeah. very quite measured, actually. I, I, in fact, I thought he did very well, and we're all behind him. Yeah, we we're are. giving Frank yeah. our backing. Yes. So we're, if you're listening, we're, Frank, we're, which you probably are, because you know we regularly big you up on that. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, yeah. is he ringing in? Is, phone, is the phone ringing or not? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it'd probably be in the system somewhere in our system. Find out his mobile number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good idea. But I think with um, but I think with talk radio shows they've. They've got about eleven stories. They've got a re. They've always got to play devil's advocate on, and they're yeah. always going to sound stupid in the call. You know mm. I mean the call like, To be honest, he's you know, he's obviously going to have a problem with it, and people are always going to have their opinions and stuff. And I think you know, Frank Kim comes out very very well. I agree. I agree. He's, but he's, Pete, I know what you mean. I, I've, I've worked at radio stations as well, but I mean, the thing is, so what? They're, what they're, these people are, are briefed to actually garner opinions. Yeah, to get yeah exactly. In, mm. you know, it's happened at Talksport with Jamie Carragher. If you remember that, yeah. I just think though, to be honest, it just it just strikes me as a bit cheap. Yeah. It's a bit cheap, you know, it's bad. It is, yeah, I mean, because Frank talk Lampard... is cheap. Talk radio is cheap. Frank Lampard made a very good point, which is that he'd been fighting to save sort of his relationship for the sake of his kids for the past two years. The presenter yeah. doesn't know that. He's just read a tabloid and he's assumed that this is some sort of overnight decision. I, I often find this annoying when footballers get criticised for doing things that just do happen to normal people. As we were saying in the last show, we, we mentioned this in some ways. Like, they are still yeah. people. Yeah, they're still people that yeah. have the same relationships and the same faults as the rest of us. Just because yeah. they earn a lot of money, they, they, you know, they can't act like superheroes. Yeah, people who just sit here cheaply just taking the piss out of them yeah. all the time. It's unbelievable. Weak and scum. I get a life. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, in many ways, it's not really a, a footballing story. You know? it's kind no, of it's like, not. It, 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 in many ways, I think it's worse than the, the Andrew Saxgate thing. You know what I mean? It, it, I think so, yeah. I, 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 he, did, he did fuck her, his granddaughter, didn't he? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, the guy doesn't know anything about it. He's taken off a tabloid news story, you know. I just think, at the very least, he should have done his research and realised that, actually, again, it's the anniversary of his mum's death. It's probably the best of leave it alone on this day of all days you know well you know mm. he's, it's a Tory session he's got to do what's in the newspapers that day and it's in the newspapers that day so you know it, it kind of just has a snowballing effect doesn't yeah. it it's, it's a it was a, it was quite fun to listen to him going oh, I haven't criticised you Frank I haven't done this it's like you just <laughs> did <laughs> you're on the radio yeah. now He's got you and at the end he goes, uh, any chance you have a word about the Champions League games next week? And, he, and then Lampard goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, he say, didn't he say, um, most definitely not? Or something like, <laughs> yeah, he said yeah. something, <laughs> let me <laughs> irritate. Mm. UEFA have got new plans to tackle racism. A uh, new crackdown from Michel Platini has revealed that uh, he they will stop play or even abandon matches if fans... Uh, if a black player plays. <laughs> <laughs> if they make racist chants. He says, um, Platini said, we'll call for play to be stopped for ten minutes. Um, and announcements will be made. If it continues, then the match will be stopped. <sighs> they, sh- you know, they should send them into into Israel. Really, <laughs> I mean, yeah. what, what, I what mean, a diplomatic, forward-thinking, dynamic stuff. It's a, you know, <laughs> thank you, the FA, yeah, for stepping in. Absolutely. Oh, we're, we're losing, we're losing three 0 Are oh, you fucking? <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. Uh, right, we're going to call off the game. Oh, don't. <laughs> we could regroup in a week's time and have all of our players uninjured. Yeah. yeah. You fucking... <laughs> How about banning people and clubs from competitions mm. uh, and stopping fans <laughs> entering the ground? You know, or finding finding ridiculous amounts of money to stop it. It's all it's all lip service. It's yeah. all just lip service. Yeah. Well, this, this marketed this, and packaged up in a nice, easy to read. Well, this this came after the Inter Milan striker uh, Mario uh, Balotelli was racially abused by Juventus fans when Inter drew one all with Juve, and he scored Inter's opener. He's only eighteen, and um, he played against United. He's of Ghanaian descent, but he's uh, an Italian under twenty-one international. You know, he's born in Italy, obviously, and grew up there. Fucking morons. Yeah, it's just idiotic. I'm going off on a slightly different tangent. Um, he could be the replacement for Adriano because Inter confirmed his exit from the club. And I, again, I think Inter have handled this quite well, really. Yeah. They, they came out and said that everyone at Inter would like to give Adriano a warm embrace for his eight years and 74 goals here. That'd yeah. take ages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would. You know, but uh, I, 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 I admire the Inter for that. You I, know, think I think Inter have come out with a really lot of well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously there's and a... Um, too. Yeah, there's a... Um, I think there's a clause in place <clears> and obviously you can't sign up into the club without their permission, um, which is, you know, sensible. But I think, you know, they've, they've been... They've, they've actually come out of it with a lot of credit and they've played... You know, they, they've played the sensible card there and they're not being funny about it. Because you can think of managers and clubs who would be funny about that sort of thing. Yeah. You know? well, so, like oh, to be fair, I think the vast majority of clubs would, would be... Oh yeah, you're probably right. Actually. Twatty about it. Yeah, it's not as though we're talking about like a League Two sort of journeyman. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. You know, valuable player as well. He's mm. one. If, if he gets his head right, he'd definitely be one of the most devastating strikers in in, in the world. So yeah, it's, it's a it's a big shame, a real big shame. One man who didn't have his head right was Real Madrid's Pepe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sent off uh, kicking Casquero in uh, against absolutely nuts. Just crazy. Check it out because it's it's a great bit of YouTube. Material. Yeah. Well, if you go, he, he pushes him over. Like, kind of kicks his leg, then kicks him again. But it's like he's trying to kick his shirt off of his back. Yeah. yeah it's really bizarre. I, mean, I I saw it and I thought. I kind of wish he'd got a bit more contact on the second. <laughs> if you're going to get, how many matches did he get? Ten, ten matches. Ten matches. He, get, he gets a ten match ban for sort of grazing the back of some guys. Incomplete frustration. I wish he just kind of got him, hit him a bit harder in the side or something. Because it just seemed like a, I don't know. It wouldn't mean it wasn't the most satisfying kick. No, I know, it wasn't. You were that he'd, angry. He'd probably been. Well, well, let's hope that he maybe tried to pull out as he was halfway there. Let's yeah. give him a bit of a doubt. Wait, didn't he do but, something um, else after? Did he try well, to get past? Well, well, he, <laughs> he, he, he then attacked some other bloke, and he went off. <laughs> he got sent off, obviously, um, and then Real Madrid went straight up the other end and scored. To win three two in last minute, yeah. no, no. Last well, he gave well, away a penalty, well, he didn't he? Which penalty. The, the striker missed. Well, the striker yeah. missed. You're right. Uh, it, was it was an awful penalty, it wasn't it? Was terrible. terrible. Just chipped it straight down the middle, I think, or slightly. It's like Berbatov's penalty. Yeah, and uh, and they went right down the other end and won the game. It was a peach as well, the goal. And he grinds, he, isn't it? I think he ran back on the pitch. Did Pepe? Well, of course, you meant <laughs> he didn't understand up. the rules. Yeah, <laughs> you meant to go to the changing room. And yeah, he yeah. ran back on. They're like, yeah, I'll give another couple of games. Looking for another victim. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the game, he said, um, seeing that video back, um, it didn't even feel like it was me. He if this I'm... is what I, I'm going to turn into, I, I don't want to play football anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Calm down. All right, David Banner. <laughs> <laughs> after I finished picking the flesh out of my football boot, <laughs> I immediately regretted it. Just hear Juan Ramos. Ramos after the game, though, it was like um, Pepe was clearly frustrated and he was trying to uh, to kick the air. Yes, he was trying <laughs> to kick air. There was no intention to hit the player. It's and, like the Julio. Um, he was he was kneeling down trying to eat the grass. It's a Julio rescue. He does it in he does it in training all the time. All the players the eat the grass. <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that's the...
We're off to Germany now. We don't often go there, um, but uh, today's a different day. Because Bayern have sacked <laughs> Jürgen Klinsmann. Not yeah. today, it was in the past. Yeah. Recent past. Um, <laughs> Depending on when you're listening. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, this could be years from now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Imagine if it was years from now and they sacked him again for another club. <laughs> and then got really With the years. same name. Yeah. <laughs> and everything that had happened in this show was somehow relevant again. Yeah. Not likely. Whoa, it's not relevant yeah. now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they've had a bad run since Christmas of Bayern and they've lost seven of... Uh, their 29 Bundesliga matches. They've definitely lost three of the last four. They got smashed by Wolfsburg 5-1, mm. didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, he's gone. And, I mean, they're three points off top spot, like. Yeah. It's a bit of a funny... He went after the Schalke game, they lost 1-0, didn't he? And and, yeah. and it's really close at the top of the Bundesliga, isn't it? Yeah, well, we, had, we had a couple of emails in about this. You know, uh, Wolfsburg are top with 57, Hertha Berlin second, 55, and you've got Munich... Voronin's on fire for yeah. Hertha yeah, Berlin, he's, isn't yeah. it? He wants to stay as well. Yeah. Ponytail player! Ponytail yeah. player! <laughs> Voronin, the Voronator! The points are already in, the votes Sorry. have been counted. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, the, the consolation there, you get another yeah. tried hard Thanks. sticker after the show. Thank you but, very much. Um, uh, yeah, but Voronin said recently he'd like to go back to Liverpool, and then I think really? he, yeah, he did. Uh, I thought uh, he wanted to stay. Uh, well, that was about a month ago, and right. he's probably suddenly just realised, oh yeah, Torres, Gerard, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty. Yeah, I should stay. I should <laughs> stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then also a hamburger on fifty. Fifty-four points. So the the, the top five three points separate by three hmm. points. Where are uh, where are Hoffenheim? Because they were they slipped down to well, eighth. So they're wow. they're on forty-five, which is a real shame. But it was well. always going to be difficult for a club like that to su- sustain that kind of. Uh, well, to be top at their yeah. winter break is magnificent. Stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of, it essentially, because they've got a lot of money behind them, isn't it? It's kind of essentially announced them as a force, really. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, Klinsmann's gone. Which, I, the fans never took to Klinsmann sorry to cut in no it's fine I, I think he's very unorthodox style Klinsmann and uh, live in America well the, yeah that didn't help well not anymore he, he lives in Germany now doesn't he but no, he lived in America when he was German mm. manager they didn't like him then either did they mm, that's right well, he's, he's yeah very different style I think he's much more into the psychology of football. Well, I, I think that um, Bayern Munich are really a team that need to be playing Champions League football every season. Oh, so yeah. it's oh, a course, huge yeah. gamble by their board. Absolutely, yeah. they're three points off the top with what five, six games left. Yeah, five games left. Maybe with a new manager, they might get a bit of a rise. Like, well, I think that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, I think that's what he's going for. Yeah. And of course, but Bayern Munich got, got hammered recently, didn't they, in the Champions League? Yeah. yeah. Wolves are up. They're going to be in the EPL next season, mm-hmm. yeah, the brilliant. English Premier yeah. League. Did you, did you see what happened with the pitch invasion? Yeah, that's absolutely know. fantastic. It was it was of my weekend. I didn't realise that was a Wolves fan for the first sort of ten seconds of that fracas mm. when he jumped on McCarthy's back. McCarthy, I genuinely thought was going to deck him. For the, for the benefit of those of you that didn't see it, including Pete, um, basically there was a pitch invasion <laughs> after the uh, after the game, and this guy like. He jumps on McCarthy's back and it's like almost had him in a headlock. <laughs> he was shaking him and McCarthy just sort of pushed him off, turned around, just just went for him. He lifted his <laughs> head stuff, didn't yeah, he? he was he, ready he for it. McCarthy took a down ordinary. He'd prefer yeah. a firm handshake. Or just no one on the pitch, you know? <laughs> yeah, just, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for a I thought it could have been Roy Keane. <laughs> what the bloody hell are you doing? Stick this up your ballocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't rate you as a manager. <laughs> I didn't rate you as a player. But Roy's back with Ipswich. Yeah. Yes, mm. he is. We've got off to a good start as well. The Tractor Boys. A win. Mm. Tractor Roy's. Oh, oh yeah. Good. High five. <laughs> Whoop. There it is. That was a genuine Whoop. high five. Would have liked a big ten confirm. out of that, but I'll take a five. Yeah, yeah. Take what you can. Emails. Get. You want an email, mate? <laughs>
Excellent start. <laughs> to the emails. Dear Ramble, my mate is an Arsenal fan but lives in Newcastle. And he bumped into the Pompey side in the gym when the following exchange took place. So, this guy's mate said, Sol, any chance you'll be able to play for us on Wednesday versus Man United? Our defence is hopeless. To which Sol Campbell replied, Arsenal hasn't given me a call yet. David James then jumped in and said, that's because you haven't got the legs for the Champions League. <laughs> to which Carnu jumped in with, uh, at least he has played in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> I respect Carnu a lot more now, that's from Guy. Are, are you sure this took place in Newcastle and not Beano Town? Carnu's <laughs> <laughs> won really the Champions like League, so he can say I what he wants. Yeah, right. I don't yeah. care. I love the idea of like really high-end footballers' banter. Yeah. You know what you say to your mates, oh yeah, that chance you missed on Sunday. Oh, he hasn't even played in the Champions League. Tell me <laughs> that, that, that really affects him. I that, love that. That magnificent clip you sent me of uh, of the Manchester United players, uh, Tevez, uh, oh, Evra and Park. Yeah. They're really Sinji good mates. Bag. It's really it's weird, weird, isn't it? Because one of them can speak... It seems that it seems that Tevez can't speak any other ing- he can't any speak English. Any language. There's, I've got he, he friends speak, in Argentina yeah. who say that he can't speak Spanish very well. He's <laughs> 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 Blanca. Yeah. We know this already. Yeah. But like, and then and then Sunji Park burns his mouth on a birthday cake. <laughs> 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 and like, and Evra's gone, oh, he can't kiss the girls now, and he's gone, ho, 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 it's brilliant. Yeah, Tevez is going, what? What? Isn't it that Park can speak Spanish, but the three of them don't yeah. all speak the same language, <laughs> no. and yet <laughs> are incredibly good friends? Tevez is like mental sitcom, as you Te- said, Luke. Tevez is like a Manuel from 40 Towers. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that film uh, with Richard Bryars and, uh, you know, See No Evil. Oh, yeah, Richard, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> See no evil, hear no evil. Yeah, if like Richard Pryor yeah, is in that, Richard Pryor is in Gene Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Margot, Margot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mistake on I my like part. Yeah. Um, what's so that, what's that, that, sorry, does Park have his own show in Korea, then? Because that's what that video well, looks yeah, like. Well, yeah, I think yeah. he's absolutely massive out there, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like uh, Michael on Soccer Skills, another uh, video you sent me as well this week. <laughs> yeah, well, he's trying to... Well done, he's 13. We've got to get this up on the MySpace. It's Michael Owen. Um, um, he's really young, he's Putting one-on-ones through a 13-year-old's legs right. who's being coached by Neville Southall. Yeah. And Neville Southall's getting really pissed off. Well, and, no, and Michael, Michael, Michael Owen just going, oh, and Owen scores again. <laughs> like, you know when you're a kid and you commentate yeah, on yeah. yourself <laughs> as you're playing football in the garden? Yeah. Michael Owen probably still does this yeah. if that's anything to go by. But one of the girls Michael no, Owen... he's fluffed it. Michael Owen scores. <laughs> One of the goals Michael Owen scores is from about ten yards out <laughs> in a full-size goal against a thirteen-year-old, and he's still really pleased with yeah. himself. Thirteen-year-old overweight. He makes keeper. a couple of saves as well. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, to the thirteen-year-old well, is really good. Yeah. yeah. Next email. Hey, mates. First, I wanted to say that it is a lovely little podcast. Huh. Uh, he goes to say, my wife uh, bought me a share of myfc.com as a present, and as part owner, I just wanted to make sure that Lukey is not the Luke Moore that plays for the Fleet. No offence. The fleet or fleet? That's what he's put, the fleet. The fleet. Uh, No offence to Lukey, but he doesn't look like the sort of player that would be helping the fleet out of the relegation battle they currently find themselves. And cheers from Tim in Virginia. Uh... It's not me, no. no I don't think <laughs> that's, okay. Anyone who's seen me attempt to play football will know it's not me. Well, that's, why he's, that's why he's questioning it. Yeah, fair that's enough. It's, it's, an a- it's an accurate quiz. quiz, quiz. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Quizzes. Is it? Is yeah, it? yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Three attempts at the same word that you got right every time. That's <laughs> <laughs> a trick, mate. Well done. <laughs> Take that. In a Michael Owen style. Look him up! Oh, and he gets a word out again! <laughs> Well done, it's two letters. Um, uh, Four letters. <laughs> What's wrong with you two? No, the one word's got the two letter words. Quiz got has quiz. got four letters in it, Marcus. Is it? Is it? Those are the words you were saying. 
I said, is it? Oh, <laughs> what are you talking oh, okay. about? Fuck, forgive me. Right. Cut <laughs> that out for crying yeah, out loud. This is going to be a tough edit. <laughs> I've got potential scouts listening to this show. Me. <laughs> Boy scouts? Um, yeah. Eight. Bums, which you enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. In your face. Fucking murked in there, Jimbo. Yeah. In his <laughs> face. Fucking fart, mate. Shit. Call the cops. I'm a straight man, remember. <laughs> okay. Marcus, have you taken your injections? Because that was lyrical malaria. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not amused anymore. Blah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying this week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time, we. <laughs> Hello, lads. Just listening to Hello. the latest uh, podcast. I was shocked to hear you talking about my dad. <laughs> yeah, you want some more, do you? Spoke about your dad. He's Pete the QPR fan with a Mexican sombrero. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's been wearing that hat for years now, and, and uh, however mad he may seem, I can assure you that he's not mentally ill. However, a few years ago, it did get all too much for me, and I moved my season ticket to the other end. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. Uh, where, you, where, where are you, son? Uh, dad, I am on the other side. <laughs> Of the pit. Of the, because of, the, of your of hat. Can you see me, Dad? Because I can see you. Yeah. <laughs> he has uh, had the obvious chance of who's the wanker in the hat, but the more intelligent one of, does your doctor know you here? You're here. You're here, thank mm. you. Because uh, mine doesn't. Um, it's all a bit of fun. Keep up the good work uh, from Jared. I don't remember saying he was mentally ill. If I did, I apologise. Uh, it's probably yeah. a new low for us. Mm. Email, someone emailed and saying, no, my dad's not mentally ill. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, he's a wonderful man. <laughs> it's a cracking bit of banter. He's right by the away fans as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, nice one, free man. In. I can't believe he, we actually got a listener who's, who knows about it. It's brilliant. He responded to something. <laughs> yeah, something we got a real email. Spawned from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, next one. Good day, Ramblers. Believe it or not, the Brian Clough film isn't enjoying uh, general distribution in Australia. Maybe if it was a film about beer swilling pig shooters or a girl bashing rugby league player, it would do better. <laughs> Uh, his words, not mine. Uh, I can only hope the Carlos Valderrama and Carlos Tevez biopics get general release. Which player manager deserves their life story to be made into a film? Stay classy, Willie in Sydney by way of Northern Ireland. That's regular email. Which okay. player manager? Very, you've narrowed it down a lot. Mm. Can I have Nick Jarvis from Striker? He's got <laughs> yeah. his leg bitten off by a shock. It's I mean, already a co- newspaper column, mate. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I could, I could Screenplay's little, already done, isn't make it? Make a little flick book. <laughs> yeah. Why does he say player manager? Can't it just be a player or a manager? Well, no. Well, that's he's like, laid down the criteria, Luke, and it's up to well, us I'll, to write Okay, it, I want to go for 2002 Chris Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> ben. Really, I was, I was thinking of uh, a 90s Stuart Pearce. Yeah. Mm, if, I were, if I lived in Glenn Hoddle's head, I would say Glenn Hoddle. Viali, Viali. Yeah, Viali, yeah, Viali's yeah. a good yeah, shot. Go on, self We're just naming player managers, aren't we? Yes, basically. yes, we are. Oh, hello again, ladies and gentlemen. It's my bit now, where I fill you in on the hilarious goings on of football around the world. Um, Hang on a minute, is that, that's the wrong jingle. It doesn't matter. All right, well, we only had one jingle last time, remember? Okay. okay. <laughs> It's kind of I can't keep up with your jingle marathon. It bookends the emails. Jingle jangle. 
Right. <laughs> okay, we're only going as far as Liverpool for this one, right? Oh. A gold plated mobile phone is set to become the prime object of desire for Liverpool fans at a price of £14,490. When you say Liverpool fans, you mean Liverpool players? Yeah, absolutely. Soccer legend Ian Rush is fronting the exclusive limited edition mobile phone <laughs> launched by telecom company Galantia in association with Liverpool Football Club. I've never even heard of that television no. Television provider. No. Uh, only 250 limited edition mobile phones have been produced, each encased in either 18 karat yellow or 18 karat rose gold at the bottom of the sapphire crystal screen Liverpool FC is engraved can I get it on orange or not uh, I doubt it <laughs> commemorating Liverpool FC's league titles are 18 diamonds on the phone's back panel each carry VVS quality status and mark the sheer brilliance of the players who have made Liverpool one of the most successful clubs the world has ever seen and it carries on this guff the mobile phone will be presented in a North African black walnut box lined with red velvet blah uh, blah 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 blah, 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 blah for box. ages basically I can kind of <laughs> I can rephrase all this um, and just sort of give you some of the quotes from the uh, Liverpool FC commercial director. And what he said is, nothing, 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 <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing, 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 for ages. Box. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> for ages. I just, I just like that, that they've picked the 15 least... 15 grand, Pete! They thought, they thought we, want some, we want the player with style and sort of vigour... We'll get Ian Rush. <laughs> I forgot to mention. Who perfectly encapsulates this brand of luxury <laughs> icons? To mention that Ian Rush designed it. Maker <laughs> from the Muppets designed it. <laughs> Fourteen grand. I'd accept him come around and give me a bloy for that. Yeah. And who? Maybe, 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 maybe they weren't sort of. Maybe they were just trying to get him to do an affordable phone, but he just went mental. Yeah. And they just didn't have the heart to sort can of turn do it down budget? at the end of it. Can you do something that represents you as a striker? A budget. <laughs> <laughs> but a very effective mobile phone. Who, I've added gold. Who says that diamonds? Who says that football's gone, disappeared up its own arse, and has left a humble support <laughs> behind? Mm. Eh? Not I. No. <laughs> right. I've no, wrapped no. this phone in 14 carat idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so very sad. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit heavy, though. And lonely. <laughs> yeah, well, you think You've it would be You've got to keep it in a box. Oh, no yeah, put, yeah, no yeah, point yeah. ringing it. But yeah. the, box, the box is really light, so it's OK to carry <laughs> around. Oh, it was on silent. Did you, oh, did you not have it on vibrate? Yeah. Why didn't you answer then? <laughs> it it was in a fucking chestnut box. <laughs> a North African walnut chestnut box. <laughs> 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 to be precise. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, yeah. we're going to France now for just... If you think this was pointless, Jesus... Right, <laughs> Orange broadcasted the first ever football match in 3D for a select few last weekend when Lyon took on Paris Saint-Germain at the Stade Gerland. Scre- uh, screens were set up inside the Gerland and at the pa- Parc des Princes for invited guests to check out the latest step in the burgeoning romance between football and technology. Uh, for the first <laughs> time in Europe, Orange will deploy special equipment to produce a football match live and in 3D, including six stereoscopic cameras, a standalone production bus and specialised 3D teams. This operation will be run in conjunction with the Professional Football League, LFP and HBS, executive producer of the French League One. Right, now what I have to inform you boys is that you could only watch it in, t- in 3D if you were at the game on the screens, which would have meant you wouldn't have been watching the actual game which is in 3D, presumably. place in 3D in front of you. <laughs> I'm so like fucking that. hell! I'm so very confused. I'm, sc- I'm scared that 3D's coming back because Keen recently did no, a game. you live in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming back, it's never gone. It's but those, those horrible red and green glasses you got away. So just uh, the Keen did a recent gig. Them uh, in stereoscopic uh, vision. I sort of think, who wants his fucking face? The one thing <laughs> with, down the, on you. the main problem I've got with watching Keen in concert is not that it's not in three D vision. It's, <laughs> yeah. that it's, it's actually in sound. You can hear it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. it's all pointless, really. It's just what <laughs> what a waste of time and money. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things that's never actually going to go anywhere. Yeah. 
Peter, Peter Rizdale said to be interested. So. <laughs> right, this is another one. This one's just sad, really. This is about more about bureaucracy. This one isn't even funny. Um, <laughs> FIFA has secured its first ruling against ambush marketers, earning a court judgment against Pretoria's Eastwoods Tavern. The popular sports bar is loca- located close to the Loftus Stadium in South Africa, one of the venues which will host games during next year's Soccer World Cup tournament. Eastwoods Tavern has carried the legend World Cup 2010 below the main signage on its roof. FIFA, working through intellectual property law firm Spore and Fisher, obtained a judgment with cost against Eastwoods. The judgment is timely, coming two months before the Confederation's Cup tournament, the dress rehearsal for the 2010 World Cup, and just over a year before the main tournament itself. <laughs> Says Dr Owen Dean, a partner at Spore and Fisher. It sends out a clear signal to any other organisation considering ambush marketing that they will suffer untoward consequences. Oh my God, shown that it has an effective game plan for taking on ambush marketers and that it has the will, the team and the wearable to prevent ambush marketing. Jeez, lighten up. Yeah. Let's kick ambush marketing. Ambush marketing is no laughing matter. <laughs> well, we've, no. we've learnt one thing from that story. We? <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight him. <laughs> Send them Someone should. Them. Just, yeah, look, there's bound to be more of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you don't want people sort of doing knock-off merchandise and stuff like that, but that is ridiculous. That is just a waste of time. It's a bar (laughs) with some words on it. (laughs) Yeah. Are they gonna, are they gonna, where are they going to draw the line, though? So you can't even have a place which has got the words World or Cup in it. <laughs> yeah. so if you, if you own... Excuse me, children, are you professional footballers? You're going to have to stop playing this yeah. game. It's an <laughs> infringement on FIFA's rights. Well, what is just a humble game of knockout Wembley to you is actually a case, <laughs> clearly, of ambush marketing. <laughs> is that Anybody a... could see this. Is that a David Beckham-style haircut? <laughs> I would say if it were me... I'm from a town full of cunts and you're making me fucking homesick. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> what a moral detritus. <laughs> hey. Ladies and gentlemen, it's player profile time. And I thought we would do the winner of the PFA Awards. It's Ryan Joseph Giggs OBE. Oh, come, come on. on. Come Don't on, clap, Giggs. he's not in yet. Yeah, I'm just clapping him. A bit him. of appreciation for oh, that. Fair enough, yeah. Hey, it's a legend. Exactly. Le- exactly. Le- one of four players that have played in every season of the Premier League. Nicky Butts, Sol Campbell, David James. Nicky Butts, a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. He only played one game in his first season. But it mm. count- he counts. Still counts. It's in there. Yeah. Chalk it up. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, Ryan Giggs. Uh, he was obviously born in Wales, but when he was six years old, he moved to Manchester. Interestingly enough, it's worth to note that Giggs is actually mixed race because his yeah. grandfather is from the Sierra Leone and he has spoken of racism he faced as a child. That's, That's incredible, weird. isn't you it? You never think of him as being anything other no. than white. I, I, I'd, I'd heard that he was mixed race, but I just thought, is that mm. just made up? It's weird about people's perceptions, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, after moving to Manchester, Giggs played for a local team called Deans FC who were coached by a Manchester City scout called Dennis uh, Schofield. And he recommended Giggs to Man City and he was signed to the City's School of Excellence. Okay. Um, he continued to... Uh, Giggs was also playing for Salford Boys. Um, so while he was playing for um, Dean's <laughs> FC, Giggs was regularly watched by um, an old Trafford steward called Harold Wood. And Sounds a bit sinister, that. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, nothing, it's nothing vicious. <laughs> <laughs> and Wood would tell the senior staff at uh, Manchester United about Giggs all the time. But nothing happened until uh, Wood managed to speak personally to Alex Ferguson. And so Ferguson sent a scout to, uh, a scout to watch uh, Giggs play. Uh, and the, the scout was so impressed by Giggs that he was offered, um, offered a trial. And 
that was and, and nearly a year later, gigs on on his fourteenth birthday, uh, Ferguson turned up at his house um, with the scout and offered him two years on uh, schoolboy forms. Mm-hmm. Not a bad birthday, exactly. So um, he gigs also represented England at schoolboy level. Now this is often where the confusion lies. Mm. People say, "Oh, gigs could have played for England." No, he couldn't have played for England. Yeah, he played at England's schoolboy level. Statistically, some of you will have said that. Yeah, yeah, and you're wrong. Yeah, mm. so and we're never wrong. No, except when we <laughs> we cut those bits out. Apart yeah. from a couple yeah. of times. Um, Sometimes we don't. And we've been caught out. <laughs> we've done it many times tonight already. Yeah. <laughs> Laurie McMenemy uh, was coach of the England under 21 team and uh, at the time, and he checked to see whether Giggs was eligible to play for England, but he wasn't. That's where it stopped there. Yeah. So leave it. Exactly. <laughs> Even if you could go back, which you can't. And he became a first-team regular in the, the 91-92 season. Although he was still involved in the youth setup as well, and he um, they, they won the FA Youth Cup in 1992. He played up front with Robbie Savage in that team. OK. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they I knew Savage was at United. Yeah. Robbie Savage <laughs> always goes on about that team, doesn't he? Yeah. Like it's, that's like his champions. It didn't really get any better. <laughs> well, look where they both are now, James. Yeah. One's on top of the Premier. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm implying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, by the start of the, the 92-93 season, um, Giggs was very much established as United's first-choice left-winger. Um, but uh, Ferguson was very protective of him and refused um, to allow Giggs to be interviewed until he turned 20 years old. Um, but G- uh, it's definitely worth... Now he's refusing to be interviewed himself, isn't he? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Giggs, I mean... I, I kind of, in a weird way, forgot this, but he really was the first kind of of, of a new poster boy of the Premier League. Yeah, he was, he was, a, new he? Era, he was a, a real superstar. Yeah, he was massive. I remember in my, yeah. I think I've said it before, in my school library, the only sort of interesting books, apart from the Asterix books, were was like a, a picture book of Ryan Giggs, and it was him going, "Hello, I'm Ryan Giggs," blah, blah, blah. and uh, there was a really, really close up picture of his feet. And I remember looking at his toes and going, God, they're hairy toes. <laughs> and so I always associated Ryan Giggs with having very hairy toes. A delightful insight into the mind of a complete maniac. <laughs> <laughs> and years later, we found out that he had a very hairy chest. Yes. 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 And that. he's a friend of the show, Giggs, lest we forget. Yeah, he, he is. He Hello. Is. I'm Ryan Giggs, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. You remember yeah. that? Because I do. He only said it's so sad because you know he, he wasn't in the in the Dean Windows Hall of Fame yet. But yeah. I'm sure he'd be delighted if we catch up with well, him again. Ex boyfriend of Danny Bear as well. Mm. Yeah, well, well, no, he, you're right. He was a proper pinup, wasn't he? Like, I remember t- teenage girls loved yeah. him at the time. Like he was a real sort of yeah, like proper t- kind of celebrity. Teenage boys with pervy on his toes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So you really one in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he had admirers from all the all can I touch your toes. Strange Geordie <laughs> men looking at his toes. Man child, a man child. Yeah, yeah. As he was then. He also had his own television show. Rather than show. a child man as you are now. <laughs> he, also, yeah, he also had his own television show, Ryan Giggs Soccer Skills, mm. which was uh, around 94, I think. But okay, yeah, that he was, was good. huge. As you say, he was the kind of the the real kind of uh Beckham esque, like, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly. Oh, it's yeah. Beckham before Beckham as you said, Marcus. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um and it was a real new era for football. It was it, suddenly that he was the first kind of, if you like, glamorous player for a little while. I think, and as and as you said, Pete, you know, all these picture books and pinups, the girls loved him as well. He was always in the, um, it was always in like a shoot magazine posters yeah. of match, like that. yeah, match. Mm. Um, so, absolutely, it was and he won a Young Player of the Year a couple of times, uh, PFA Young Player of the Year. He was also, for me, a part of that magnificent... Well, not for me, he was a part of that magnificant <laughs> four midfield of... of but, uh, you know, I think I, I speak for all of us when it felt like it was personal to you. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You could identify with at least one of them. You could sit in that kind of say that's probably arguably the best midfield in Premier League history, you know. 
Yeah, mm. I, possibly. And of course, they won the won the treble in the the ninety nine season because he's never played for any other club. Mm. <laughs> so he was definitely still there. Yeah, and scored that magnificent goal against Arsenal, didn't he? That what year was that? Ninety ninety nine, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, was it is that long ago? That's, that's, yeah. that's when we saw his hairy chest. Oh, okay, right. Thing of beauty. No, I think I think well, I, I remember Giggs as being a really devastating. I mean, there were, people were talking about him as the next George Best, all sorts yeah. of things like that as well. Yeah. And um, he he would he used to terrorise defences, yeah, you know, in, in his pomp. And whilst he's lost a bit, lost a bit of his pace now, he's, I really admire the way he's adapting himself as a player to be more of a creative sort of thinking man's player. Well, he was always a very intelligent player, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. Like, a sign of a real, real good footballer's brain. That you I mean, can because do that when yeah, you've sort of not got the pace you once did. You, you right. have to adapt, don't you? And absolutely. I think I think it's really nice to see because he used to just be a flat-out pace man mm. in the wing and whip accurate crosses in, but he's got more to his game than that. And I think that's why that's probably a secret to his longevity and the fact that he's looked after himself well and stuff yeah. like that as well. And he really has at club level won everything the game's had to offer. I mean, many times over hasn't he so. and there was, there was a long period of time when uh, England in particular didn't have a left winger at all yeah. and yeah. it was kind of like if only yeah. <laughs> it was that's a probably one of those things like, come about yeah, about yeah, being definitely. able to play for England and stuff yeah. I mean, even, quite, even recently when there was talk of a, um, a Great Britain team for the Olympics like the, the Sun put together a team which was just England with gigs, gigs on yeah. the left <laughs> it's like, this team wouldn't be eligible for like a million different reasons but, <laughs> but just just imagine it <laughs> But it was funny, wasn't it, when United had so many young players come through after him with, with talks about Beckham and Skulls and, mm. and, and, and the Nevilles and, and Butt yeah. and so on. Because Giggs was well established by that point, wasn't well, he, it? Yeah. So it made him well, seem a lot older than he was. He was only really a, a season, really, in front of those guys. But very quickly, at a very young age, he became almost um, like one of the senior players, yeah. one of the experienced guys, you know. And when, I mean, you know, he was when he was. 28 years old because he'd been so um, you know in, in 2002 when he'd, he'd been around for so long people thought well, he's probably knocking on for retirement yeah, or something. Yeah, you yeah. know he'd been around for that I mean he'd been around for 11 years 17 yeah yeah, 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 yeah. On the, do you remember you talked about um, you know George Beston so do you remember that advert he was in the Reebok advert yeah and the greatest team in the world and yeah. Giggs he'd be in it and he'd be in Reebok boots <laughs> <laughs> remember that one <laughs> they doctored it when it, it was him Charlton and Dennis Law yeah Law was oh, involved yeah, yeah. there was also yeah. another one he did where he um, he, he got on the, he went to a girl out for a date so they get a new pair of Reebok boots oh that's right Do you remember that one and the other one was Schmeichel, Schmeichel. being a pig farmer and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, that was yeah. also good yeah oh that's right um He's uh, he scored over a hundred league goals for Manchester United and he's the only player to have scored um in every single year the Premiership's been going, mm. which is an incredible... Well, you, you can't argue with that, really, can you? No. Well, because it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Giggs broke Bobby Charlton's appearance record for United when he came on um, in the Champions League final against Chelsea. Yeah, that's, that's a time that's, to yeah, break a record, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I reckon he gave Bobby Charlton a wink in the gun in the crowd as he came on. Yeah. <laughs> I can only This will test you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he joined uh, an elite little group uh, with Steve McManaman and Owen Hargreaves in becoming the only British players to have played in and won more than Champions... Uh, won one Champions League uh, the Champions League final. Mm. Mm. So, uh, as you said, Luke, nowadays he plays uh, in a more deeper midfield role. He's obviously not got the explosive pace, but as you say, again, he's adapted very well to that. Yeah. Uh, he's been taking his coaching badges as Giggs, and Ferguson has hinted that he would uh, like Giggs to serve in the coaching staff after he retires. Mm. I wonder how you nice hint that. Touch. Sorry? <laughs> I wonder how you hint that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Yeah. We'll ask Ryan next season yeah. what he what thinks of the youth setup. Thing. Has he, he hinted at it? Oh, well, I think you'd be a good coach, wouldn't you? And, and <laughs> Maybe you should do your matches. And you like Manchester United, <laughs> don't you? Mm. Well, move on to in his international career. Um, Did he win the World Cup? 
He never won the World Cup, <laughs> um, and he never even came remotely close to such a feat. Uh, he such played. A feat. <laughs> Leave his feet out of it. <laughs> oh, you're getting me all frothy. <laughs> Um, such a hairy feat. Such but, uh, yeah, he played 64 times for Wales and scored 12 goals. Uh, he used to get a bit of criticism for for playing for, for being well, well. For not playing for for Wales because remember he went years without playing a friendly. Yes. Right, yeah, it was. How, how many years was it? Do you know? Because it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Was it about seven years? Or Nine years. Nine years. I think I'll, I think I'll refrain from saying that it was poor form because this is the this is the profile and he's coming into the Dean Windass Hall of Fame and we thank mm. him for it. <laughs> but ordinarily, I'll be having a pop right now. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So what did he say? He just said he wasn't going to play. I think, I think <laughs> Ferguson was a little bit. Um, Overprotective, oh, and I think Ryan Giggs probably wasn't that bothered. He hinted <laughs> that he might have a knock. Yeah, <laughs> you can't play. Why not? You got well, if he plays, he might then get a knock yeah, afterwards. Yeah, exactly. But in uh, in recent years, Giggs, and this again adds to his magnificent character, has become uh, a UNICEF representative and uh, launching a campaign in 2002 to prevent landmines uh, from killing children. No, nothing funny about that. No. So, uh, yeah. I think that's, I think, mm. all joking aside, I think, I think that's a magnificent thing and well done yeah. to him. So, am I right in saying he's won 10 Premier Leagues, 4 FA Cups, 3 League Cups, 7 Charity Shields, 2 Champions Leagues, a Super Cup, an Intercontinental Cup, and a World Club Cup? Do you know what the most impressive Not bad. is? 7 Charity Shields. Yeah, do you know? <laughs> only David Nugent is more decorated. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Utterly irrelevant. <laughs> the, Dave, the, the Nuge is always relevant. <laughs> Anyway, I, I shall end with a quote. <laughs> uh, this was in an article by BBC Sports. It says, uh, In the early 1990s, Giggs was David Beckham, before Beckham was even holding down a place in the United first team. If you put his face on the cover of a football magazine, it guaranteed you the biggest sales of the year. Why? Men would want to buy it to read about the new best, and girls bought it because they wanted his face all over their bedroom walls. Giggs had a multi-million pound boot deal, lucrative sponsorship deals in the Far East, and the celebrity girlfriends, at a time when David Beckham was being sent on loan to Preston North End. <laughs> Ryan and Giggs, in you come. <laughs> and as you come in, you can take your shirt off. All right. Well, that's all we have time for, folks. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. We have a myspace.com forward slash football ramble, a group on Facebook, so join it. And a fan page. Yeah, all that business. Yeah, and uh, you should have joined. It, it should have uh, worked out all right, the old iTunes uh, podcast provider changeover. But if you hear of anyone who's having any trouble, don't let them fall along the wayside. <laughs> get them to... <laughs> Thefootballramble.com. Exactly. Which is our website. Yeah. And we're on uh, Last FM. And all that stuff. And, and all Twitter and all that. Twitter. You lot. name it on Dem Internet. And we're on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say goodbye, James or Jim. Bye. I'll ring you later. <laughs> goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Goodbye, Lukey. Goodbye now. Uh, we're all off to form relations with Barcelona. Cheers. <laughs> Well done, Pete. Well done, Marcus. Well done, James. Hey. <laughs> James, what James, are you what doing? Are you... We're just... <laughs>